This is Invisible Warrior Radio, and I'm your host, Adrian Clements, Invisible Illness Advocate and Empowerment Coach with Invisible-Warrior.com. On this show, it's my mission to provide you with simple strategies to navigate the various mental, emotional, relational, and existential challenges of living a life with chronic and invisible illness. Filled with practical psychology, empowering expert interviews, and personal insights and observations from my own journey as an invisible warrior, each week we will explore a new tool for navigating this often confusing adventure of illness with more resilience, ease, and self-love. So let's go ahead and get started with today's episode. Howdy, warriors, and welcome to episode four of Invisible Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Adrienne Clements, and today we're going to be talking about some tools we can use in order to help ourselves better manage and cope with the crazy roller coaster of emotions that often accompany living a life with chronic and invisible illness. The mental symptoms of illness can sometimes be even more painful than the physical ones and can often be the ones we feel the least prepared to deal with on this journey. So today we are going to explore how we can deal with some of those not-so-fun emotions when they arise. As a therapist, when I go into the therapy room, I have to sit across from a lot of difficult emotions on a daily basis. I mean, this is why people come into therapy, right? So regularly, I find myself sitting across from anxiety and her sister emotions, nervousness and fear. Depression likes to show up too, and often has his brother emotions, sadness, regret, and grief in tow. And then there's anger who hustles in alongside frustration and resentment. And while these emotions can be difficult to sit across from, I know that sitting with them is even harder, especially when we feel that we don't have the tools to be able to cope with them. And in dealing with the daily challenges of living a life with illness, we are going to experience these emotions from time to time. And there's nothing wrong with feeling any one of these emotions. There is no such thing as a good emotion or a bad emotion, a good feeling or a bad feeling. But there are feelings and emotions that are more difficult to deal with than others. But by allowing ourselves to feel the breadth of emotion that is the human experience is what makes us uniquely human. So today, I'm going to show you how you can really start building your own emotional well-being toolbox so you can feel really empowered in navigating these complicated emotions instead of feeling like you have to avoid them or push them down or let them completely overwhelm you, that you feel you have more of a sense of control in being able to navigate them. And when I say toolbox, I mean both literally and figuratively, because often when we are in these deep, complicated emotions, all sorts of things are happening to us physiologically as well. Oftentimes, we like to separate this idea of emotion and the body, like they're two separate things. But this is really an integrated experience. All these systems are connected. So neurotransmitters are firing in our brain, hormones are starting to rage, chemicals are pulsing throughout our body, and basically, 
all sorts of things in our physical systems are either overfunctioning or underfunctioning when we feel completely overwhelmed by an emotion. And this can cause the higher part of our brain, what we call the prefrontal cortex or the logical and problem-solving part of our brain, our evolved brain, it can cause it not to be fully functioning when we're really in that state of overwhelm. So instead, we find ourselves operating from our lower brain or what we call our pre-evolved lizard brain, and we find ourselves in reaction mode. So basically, that means when we are overwhelmed by an emotion, we forget how to problem solve the situation to be able to cope or manage with it better because we're literally cut off from that part of our brain where all of that information is stored. Think about it. Has there ever been a time where you feel in retrospect like you might have freaked out a little too much about something? Maybe you got a little too defensive, or maybe you walked away from a conversation because it felt a little too uncomfortable and overwhelming, or you felt like you were at a complete loss for words and like frozen when you were confronted. Those are all what would be considered a lower brain reaction. That would be coming from what we call the fight-flight-freeze response, where we're perceiving some sort of threat and we're responding to it from there, even if the threat really isn't as intense as our body is perceiving it to be. And so I bet later you might have even said to yourself something like, oh my gosh, why didn't I just do blank to help myself cope instead of freaking out? Well, not to fear. One, you are not alone, and congratulations, you are a human being. You are perfectly imperfect. You are going to make mistakes, and emotions are going to overwhelm you sometimes. It's a part of life. This is something we all experience, and it's because of the way that the brain and nervous system are wired and connected with our stress response. And there are things that we can learn to do to ease that stress response and really feel more in control of our emotions. So today I'm going to show you how you can build an emotional well-being toolbox, what I like to call a power box that you can use when your lower brain is in the driver's seat and you feel you are heading for emotional overwhelm. Now, be aware there is no silver bullet that will make these difficult emotions just magically go away. Feelings have to be felt even the difficult ones. And processing emotion is key in order to move through it. We can't just ignore emotion and hope it goes away. That's like, you know, kicking around a soda can for 30 years and then opening it and expecting it not to explode, okay? So pushing it down means that we're just going to have to be dealing with it later. Doesn't mean we're not ever going to deal with it. And If you actually use the tools that we're going to be putting into this toolbox regularly, you will feel less overwhelmed and a lot more confident in being able to navigate these emotions when they arise and really be able to move through them instead of avoiding them. So like I said, when I say toolbox, we are going to create a literal toolbox. So if you want to right now and you are able, then go ahead and press pause on this podcast and I want you to go find a small box you can use for your power box. This could be something like a shoe box or an old gift box or a jewelry box or even a Tupperware container or a pencil case. Those work really well sometimes. Whatever works for you. 
And we are going to actually fill it with some tools today. And if you're going to build your box now, you're also going to want to grab some paper and writing utensils. So make sure you grab that when you're going to look for your box. And if you're not able to literally build your box right now, no worries. I just want you to join along with us and imagine and start thinking about what you're going to fill your box with and what it might look like for you. Okay? So keep here and then you can just create it later. So why do I call it a power box? Because the tools that we are going to put inside this box will actually help us step back into our personal power and out of overwhelm. So instead of feeling like we have no control in the situation, we actually start to understand where we do and we're back in our sense of personal power, which allows us to move forward. So what the power box does is it actually helps us to remember all of the amazing things that we already know we can do to cope and manage our emotions when our brain is cut off from that problem-solving center where all that information is stored. So before we just give up or completely go into emotional overwhelm, we have this entire toolbox of things that we can use to help ourselves. So the first thing that you want to put in your power box is a reminder card or two. So if you're making your box right now, go ahead and get a note card or a piece of paper and get ready to write. Now, these reminder cards should first remind you of what might be going on with you emotionally and how to cope with it. Because remember, we're cut off from that logical part of our brain. When we are in stress mode, we start to make these uh, very quick judgments that might not be accurate or correct. So helping ourselves remember and understand what's really going on is key. And it can be helpful sometimes to do a different reminder card for each of the emotions that are most challenging for you. Example, um, maybe having one card for anxiety and then maybe another one for depression. So let's do an example of how you would create a card and build a toolbox for um, dealing with anxiety then. So at the top of your card, you would want to write a little reminder of what might be going on, what you might be experiencing. So perhaps you'll write something like, I am experiencing anxiety right now because my mind or body feels threatened in some way. Anxiety is a physiological response to stress, and I can tell that because of all the physical stuff that's happening with my body. Calming my body can help calm my anxiety. Then you might write something like, and here are some things I can do to help calm my anxiety. And what you're going to actually want to do is write these things down. Oftentimes we think we can remember this stuff, but then find later on we couldn't. Uh, and this happens with my clients all the time when I invite them to try this. And they're like, oh, I'll remember, I'll remember. And the next week they come back and they're like, oh, I forgot. Why did I forget? Why? Because it's the stress brain. So that remember, your stress brain is going to cut off that problem-solving center of your brain. So having it written down really helps. So please, I invite you to put your ego in check. Acknowledge your innate humanness and that you are perfectly imperfect and sometimes you're going to forget things. And help your future self out now by writing it down. So what are some of the things that could help someone to really cope with anxiety? Well, if this was my card or one that I was helping a client write, I would 100% always start with one, 
take a deep belly breath and sigh to help calm the nervous system. And I would actually write that down on there. Take a deep belly breath and sigh ah, to calm the nervous system. Because anxiety is a physiological response more than an emotion. We have to remind ourselves to get out of our head and back into our body. And breathing and sighing are the number one ways to do that. Because those two things actually send signals to our nervous system to press on the brakes and start calming down. So don't underestimate the power of the breathing and sighing. Then I might add some other things on there. So one, we've got breath. Then we want to add other things to our card. So we have a list of things we could go through before we just give in or go all the way into overwhelm. So two, listen to calming music. For some, this might be classical music or spiritual music. I really love listening to mantra music um, or even things like binaural beats, which are really cool um, musical pieces that actually retrain the brain waves through using specific sound frequencies. And there's all sorts of really cool ones out there that you can go Google, binaural beats. Then what you would want to do is actually have like a CD or a playlist or a jump drive in there with the playlist and put it in your toolbox. Or if your playlist is digital, simply write on your card, listen to playlist blank, album, etc. on whatever so that you have a reminder for yourself of what to do when your brain's in that shut off mode. Um, Another example of something you could add on here would be like three, spend at least 20 minutes coloring or meditating. So coloring has been shown to be extremely effective in getting the mind into the same brain space as meditation does. So coloring is an excellent tool you can use for coping with any difficult emotion, and meditation is as well. So if you are cool with meditation and you really like meditation, um, or you're just excited to explore that practice for the first time, I invite you to put meditation on there. But also put coloring on your coping card. If you haven't colored in a long time, you might be surprised at what a Zen activity coloring can be. I mean, just what watch what happens when parents give little kids coloring books sometimes. All of a sudden they go from being like really excited and running all around the place to being able to like sit down and are really focused. And it's because it focuses our brain. It kind of allows us to just be in the present moment doing this activity. So coloring is awesome. And there's all sorts of great adult coloring books out there now. Um, Another thing that we might add on the card is for do something tactile or sensory. Much like coloring, using our senses forces our brain to have to focus on and respond to a different stimuli. So it takes us out of that emotion that we're feeling and it puts us in the presence of something else. So it really allows us to let that emotion ebb and flow and eventually move on and move through us. So you could use something like um, that was really tactile with your hands and use something like Play-Doh or clay or paint or build with Legos or draw or do some crafting or do something like squeezing a stress ball for something that's tactile. Um, You could also do something like add a box of raisins or chocolates into your toolbox and then use them for a mindful eating meditation. So when you're stressed, you actually like put the raisin or the chocolate on your tongue and you just really focus on noticing all of the sensations, the textures, the flavors of what's going on with that piece of food. So it allows you to step out of what you were so focused on that was causing the overwhelm and be able to be present with the exercise. 
So it really allows your brain to shift. Um, You can add in the sense of smell by using things like essential oils or having a nice candle. And these are all little things you can add into your toolbox so you have them there ready to go and use when you need to power up. So just think about that. What are some tactile and sensory things that you could add to your toolbox that really make you feel nurtured and nourished and calm and peaceful? Like what are some of those things that really help you? Then um, let's talk about some other things that we could add onto the card. I have a couple more things here. So five, write your feelings out. And so you actually want to write all of these things, have them listed on your card, almost like a checked list that you could go through before you want to just completely allow the overwhelm to take over. And writing is incredibly therapeutic. Even if it's just for a few minutes, writing allows us to get all of our feelings out in a really safe and healthy way. And research has shown that it can have a profound effect on our mental well-being. So add a journal or a notepad to your toolbox, and the next time you feel overwhelmed, try to allow yourself some space for just some stream of consciousness writing. Don't try to judge what you're writing or thinking. Just simply like let it flow through you and then let it go. And you can even burn the pages when you're done if you want. You really want to let it go or shred them or recycle them, whatever. Um, Or you can keep them and then reflect back on them at a later time and be like, wow, look how I was able to get through this. And look at all these crazy thoughts that I was having when I was in stressed out mode. That can be really fascinating, fascinating to look at sometimes too. So writing is very therapeutic. Um, Another great writing exercise to add in would be uh, if you don't want to do stream of consciousness, switch to something like gratitude writing. Try to write down three things that you're grateful for right then. Um, And they don't have to be big, huge things. They can be like, I'm really grateful that I have a roof over my head and that I have clothes on my body. It can be very simple things and that can really ground us and shift our perception. Uh, Another thing that I always encourage people to add onto these reminder cards and their power boxes is something that says spend time in nature and elements from nature because nature is so healing for the spirit and even for our physical health. So having plants in your space around you, having things like crystals, um, all of that is really nice because it kind of brings the nature element into our home. Now, there's a wonderful exercise um, to practice that can really help with emotional regulation called grounding. And this is where you're actually walking or standing on the earth barefoot. And it's been shown that by doing this, it actually helps to regulate the body's nervous system and all of the body's interconnected systems by aligning the body with the energetic currents that pass through the earth. And therefore, it helps the body kind of move back into a better state of alignment and balance that matches the natural current rhythm. So if you can't get out into nature, then no worries. Simply add nature elements into your box. So it could be cool things from nature, shells, crystals, leaves, branches, cool things that you've collected from out in nature. It could be pictures of nature, beautiful photos of natural places that you've either been or places you dream that you would like to go. Keeping those inside the box because simply just looking at nature can be very healing. So you can imagine how you could actually create a different card for different difficult emotions and add all sorts of different things into your toolbox. Or you can just really have one general card for how to ride the emotional waves when they come and kind of have a toolbox full of all sorts of things that you could use for any sort of emotion. Any way that works for you works. 
just make sure that you write these things down somewhere and that you have a reminder card that works for you. Some of my clients even like to write it as a note in their phone so that they have their power box with them on the go wherever they are because we don't know when emotion is going to strike, right, or when we might get triggered. So that is a really great tool you can use too or taking a picture of the card that you wrote in your box and then having it stored in your photo so that you can reference it later. Now, once your box is filled with all sorts of great self-care tools you can use to power through these difficult emotions, go ahead and decorate it if you feel called. Make a collage on it, paint it, bedazzle it. Is that even still a thing? Do people still bedazzle? (laughs) Whatever your heart desires that makes you feel good because that is exactly what your power box should do. It is something that is meant to inspire you and make you feel better. So make it special for you. Make it in enjoyable for you by really personalizing it and making it something that you want to interact with. Now, the key is remembering to use the toolbox. And you might say, well, Adrian, didn't you just tell us that when we're in stress mode that the problem-solving part of our brain is totally shut off and we can't access any of that information? So how exactly do we remember this? Ha <laughs> ha, great question. Well, one key thing is creating a visual reminder for yourself. You could either have your toolbox out somewhere that is visible for you to see, like on your dresser or your desk or someplace that you interact with on a regular basis. Or you can do something like write yourself a little reminder note about it and put it places that you're guaranteed to see, such as the bathroom mirror or inside your bedroom door or the bathroom door or on your nightstand. Then you can also, as extra layer of support for yourself. You can ask a trusted support buddy to remind you to use it for extra accountability. And last but not least, one of my favorite things, and in this day and age, you got to use these tools, phone alarms. Phone alarms and reminders are great. So for example, if you know you get a little blue and maybe a little down each afternoon, set an alarm for yourself to kind of go off around that time with a reminder that says something like, hey, I understand that you might be feeling a little down. It's okay. Get your power, to get your power box to help. And by simply writing that to ourselves, we're showing ourselves some empathy and we're also empowering ourselves to take that next step. And we're also anticipating that we might have back steps when these difficult emotions come up because we're rational human beings. We understand this is going to happen, right? You know, this is a difficult journey. Difficult emotions are going to come up. So the best thing that we can do is bring awareness that they're going to happen and be proactive as to how we're going to support ourselves when they do. So the more consistently you use your toolbox, the more empowered you will feel in navigating the wide range of difficult emotions that can come with living with chronic and invisible illness. So what's going to go in your power box, warrior friends? I would love, love, love to see pictures of your power boxes and hear what's going in them. So once you have yours done, please share them on social media. Instagram is my um, social media of choice. So I am on Facebook as well. Um, So share them on there and use the hashtag invisible warrior and tell us what you're putting and filling yours with in order to help yourself power up. And if you want to connect directly with me and make sure that I see your box and what's going in there, make sure to tag me um, on Instagram. My handle is at the underscore invisible underscore warrior. And I would love to see what's going in your box. 
And if there's something you would love to hear discussed here on the podcast, I would love to answer any questions you have. So if you have a burning question on how to create a life you love in spite of illness or how to navigate a certain mental, emotional, relational, or existential challenge in navigating this life with invisible and chronic illness, send me an email at adrian, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, at invisible-warrior.com. And I'd love to answer your questions here on the show. So feel free to reach out. I really want this show to be a resource for you that's helpful for you in moving forward on this journey, feeling more empowered and grounded in navigating these challenges. So that's it for today's episode, Warriors. Thank you so much for tuning in and making space for me in your podcast feed each week and for all of your incredible support for this meaningful work. And a special thank you to Frederico 7 Music for producing our theme song. See you next time. Mm-hmm.